Hey there, I'm Britton, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Cape Cod Church, you can visit our website at www.capecodchurch.com or follow us on social media at Cape Cod Church. In the meantime, enjoy this message in our current series, Home. It's been a few weeks for me. Uh, Tammy and I, for those who uh, don't know, we've been on a road trip celebrating our 30th anniversary. And uh, we were, we had been married about, I think, nine months when we came to start Cape Cod Church, which is just crazy. That's, don't do that. That's, doesn't, that's, not, that's not a recipe for success, but God was in it. And so we decided we were going to do a road trip, uh, and I convinced her to go along with this idea. And uh, so we spent two weeks touring the Southwest, uh, flew into Phoenix and spent a couple of days in Sedona and then saw the Grand Canyon. Whoa, right? It's amazing. Uh, we went up to, I'm going to give you the itinerary so I don't have to tell you individually after when you ask. Uh, and we went to, from Grand Canyon, went to Monument Valley, Valley of the Gods, that's Lower G Gods. Uh, we went over to Antelope Canyon. We headed up to Utah where we saw Grand Escalante Monument, then over to Bryce Canyon, and then Zion, and then home. It was awesome. It was awesome. You would meet people, and people would ask you, where are you from? You know, you're, everybody's traveling, and where do you call home? And I always found there, there was a bit of... Um, there was a bit of pride, I have to admit, in saying Cape Cod. Like, oh, I'm from Cape Cod. It's more beautiful than this. <laughs> There's a little bit of like, you know, just like, yeah, that's right. That's where I'm from. You should be there too. You probably want to go visit there. I live there. I was just, it's, I found that in myself. I could feel it as I was saying it. But and that's true. Uh, Cape Cod is uh, our our home. I've lived here now for. 29 years. I'm not, uh, I'm not native. I'm a wash ashore even after 29 years, but it's where I call home. But probably more accurately, uh, 16 Joshua Lane, that's, that's where I live. That's my home. And this, this is my home, Cape Cod Church. And I felt that sitting there, seeing you, singing with you. It's, it's home. It's a, it's, it's a powerful word. So there's this passage, and I just want to read to you one passage. So this will be a little bit different than my maybe normal approach. There's this passage in John 14. And if you go back uh, a chapter, Jesus has just had his last supper with the disciples, which included Judas at the moment. And it says that he wants to show them the extent of his love, and he goes around and he washes all of their feet, and uh, Judas will depart. He goes to betray Jesus. And Jesus begins to tell his disciples how he's going away. And they're not getting it. They're like, no, you're not going away. And no matter how often he told them, they didn't they didn't get it because they didn't want to get it. They didn't fully comprehend it. And he says, no, no, I, I'm... 
I'm going away. And in fact, in chapter 14, in the verses just before we're about to read, he, he tells them, listen, when I go, I won't leave you. I'll send the Spirit. He'll be with you. And they're like, I don't know, what is he talking about? And then Jesus says this. In verse 18, John 14, he says, no, I'll not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon, the world will no longer see me. But you, you will see me. That's an odd phrase. Since I live, you will also live. (laughs) He's talking about his resurrection. They don't fully get it, but they'll get it later and they'll write this down. When I, verse 20, am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and reveal myself to each of them. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name, Just to be clear, (laughs) clearly by this time, Judas was a name nobody wanted to get confused. The other Judas said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? And then this is the verse I just, I want to speak to for a few minutes. And Jesus replied, all who love me, will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of you. We will come and make our home our home with each of them. It's easy to to think that this uh, this thing that we do, religion, spirituality, Christianity, faith, it, it, it's it's easy to think that it's kind of an individual endeavor. Because after all, this is speaking about a, a relationship. It's easy to think that, that, that this thing is about what we do. And the reason it's easy to think is because we do a lot of stuff. We just did it. We gathered together, and we sing songs, and we do stuff. We, we teach children about the story of Jesus, and we, we sing songs about the story of Jesus, and it, and it, and it grabs our heart, and we, we open the pages of our Bibles, and we, we read it, and we listen to it, and we study it, and we, we, we try to obey it, and we, we, we give, and we live, and we act generously, and we try and follow the, the life of Jesus, and we're, we're doing all of this stuff, and it's very, it's very easy for us to think that, that this, this thing, this 
This, this religion, this, this faith, this Christianity is about what we do. Even, even those of you who maybe have proper theological training, right? And you know, you know, no, 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 no. Christianity is not about what you do. It's about what's been done. We've all, we've all heard that. But some of us, even though we, even though we believe that and we know that, we, 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 we still turn back to measuring our, our relationship by what we do. And of course we do. Because how else do we measure it? Like, like how, how do we get our hands around an invisible God? Like, like he says, they won't see you, but you'll see me. Like, how are we going to see you, God? I, like, how do we see you? Like, like it's like you're, in, you're invisible. He says, no, 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 no. You'll, I'll be with you and you'll see me. But like, how do we see you? Because you're, it's invisible. We don't see it. But I, no, 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 no. You'll, you'll see me. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. And it's just easier for us to measure what we do than, than this invisible relationship. And yet, and yet everywhere that, that Jesus here and, and everywhere else that Jesus talks, he doesn't, he, he doesn't define our relationship with God in terms of what we do. He, he defines it in the terms of a family, of a father, of a relationship. Maybe we need a word to help us grasp what it, what, it, what it is, what it means. And so he gives us a word. Home. Home. I'll come to you. I'll come to you. And I'll make a home. Ah, home. <laughs> like, like when I say home, you, you, you probably have a thought. For most of us, it's, a, it's, it's good. And, and for some of us, maybe it hasn't been good, but you know what good is, and you've always longed for good because it's home. So Tammy and I uh, were gone for two weeks, and we, uh, we, have, we have a house full. <laughs> and they all... They, they all so we've got a, a son still in high school, and you know Brett, and Brett was kind enough to take on the responsibility of overseeing everything. We've got a daughter who's getting ready to go off to college, and we have another one who lives in New York City, but who's home, and, and we've got a dog. So it's chaos, right? You never know what it's going to look like when you walk in. And so we, we came home Friday evening, to 16 Joshua Lane, right? And we walk in, and it's clean. That's some awesome kids right there. Raised them right. Dishes. Like, you know, you walk in the bathroom, and it's got that disinfectant smell that tells you somebody's been at work. It's like, dang. I'm going away again. <laughs> this is cheaper than hiring someone, right? And... But can I just tell you that, like, a, a clean house is just a house. It's not a home. You know what was home? They were all there. 
We got in the house. I like my my my. I like to get in and get it. Get let's go right. So I like to throw the suitcases open, throw everything in the laundry, clear it out, put it back in the basement, and get on to business. So I got 563 emails in my inbox I got to deal with. That's a true number. <laughs> but I, I, put the, I put the suitcases in, and then I walked in the kitchen, and everybody was there, like around the table. We just, like all of us, like, 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 a, like a crowd. We just sat there and for the next hour or two, we just told stories. Because our older kids, this is not fair, by the way, have already been to all the places we were going. <laughs> and that's what made us jealous why we wanted to do it, right? You know, Brie took her bike ride a couple years ago and visited all these places. And Britt and Lex, when they graduated, they went off to see it. And so we went to see it. So we're like just sharing stories about what we loved and what we didn't love. And you know, the fat squirrels at the Grand Canyon, and like, I just like, just, we just sat there, just. What does home mean to you? Safe? Conversation? Maybe unconditional love. And if it hasn't met those things, haven't you always wanted a place that would give you those things? I think that's what Jesus meant. I'm going to make a home. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to make a home in your life in your heart, a place that's safe, of unconditional love, of unfettered conversation. But how? I can't. You're, you're invisible. Watch. Watch. Listen. Listen. Home. Did you notice, though, there was that odd, odd twist of phrase in there in verse 23? He says, um, my father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. We. <laughs> Did that catch you? It caught me when I first saw it. We, we, like Jesus is in one moment talking first person and then third person, and now he's talking like the collective we, and Ah, Jesus is, is, is speaking here to, this is the Trinity, like, like, which if you think you've got your head around it because you heard somebody give you the illustration of an egg, like, you don't get it. Like, it's like, it, like preachers are afraid to talk about this because if we say it wrong, we dip our toe in heresy. It's that, it's like, it's like, it's not three gods. It's not, you know, three, you know, it's, three persons and one God, but it's one God. And, and we've just finished talking about the Holy Spirit and the verses before, and then he talks about the Father, and then he's talking about himself, and he says, we will come. We will come. So, so here's the thing about, about God, and he's, he's relational. The Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, they're, they're in relation 
to one another. It's, it's who he is. And it's how he's made us. He's made us to be in relationship. You see, the danger with a God who has a relationship with you, who makes his home in your heart, is that you and I might think we don't need other people. I can be spiritual by myself. I can go out in nature, and my goodness, did we encounter God in nature, but I, I, can, I can encounter him there, I can worship him there, I can know him there, and, and that's all true, but I would offer that you can't experience the fullness of your faith alone. It's just like being human. Can you be human without relationships? Sort of. I mean, you can breathe and eat and drink so you can sort of you can you can sort of stay alive but but you won't experience the fullness of what God made you to be because he made you in his image and he's a relational God and he made us to be relational he made us to live our lives in shared experience. That's why what we just did was so powerful because it was a shared experience around who he is. Listen, I'm talking to the most introverted of you in the room who want to crawl away because there's too many people here right now. And you're like, online is better for me. It's just me. But like, we're made to be relational. And when I say that, I think there's a part of us that is wired for sharing our experiences. So, we, we did a two-week road trip, which I highly recommend. recommend. Now, here's the key to a, relation, to a two-week road trip. <clears throat> you have to like each other. <laughs> or, you have to want to try and like each other. I think both will work. And you don't have to be both extroverted. You could be, one could be extroverted, one could be introverted. That's kind of our story. Um, I think you could both be introverted. It would probably work too because you'd be stuck with each other and somebody will have to talk at some point. And, <laughs> and so Tammy jokes that when I retire, and then she says, oh, what am I, who am I kidding? You're never going to retire. Um, but she jokes, when, when you retire, you're going to be like one of those duck boat tour guides. <laughs> I think she's right. Like, I, I love giving tours. I'm going to start, like, Cape Cod Duck Boat Tours. Like, like, I know everything about, like, I, like, like, know the spots, know the places to go. I love, I just, I love giving tours. Like, they're laughing over there because they know it's, like, the truest thing ever. And, in fact, when we're traveling, I like telling her about stuff she's seeing for herself because I just, I'm a narrator. I'm a storyteller, folks. I've been doing it for 30 years. It's what I'm good at, okay? Thank you. Thank you. See? We were, uh, at the end of our trip, we were in uh, Springdale just outside of Zion, and 
we drove by one day, we drove by uh, a, a thing on the side of the road. It was just a little stand, and it said, historical marker. And it piqued my curiosity. I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of, like, national park, epic grandeur, and this little sign that says historical marker. And I'm like, oh, what is that? And so as we were leaving, we drove by it again. And without warning, I just veered off the road. And I pull over. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's a historical marker there. We should, we should see this. Like, I went over, and I like, and, and, I, and I go over to it, and I'm reading this thing about how, like, there was a, a, a rocket sled test track built in the 50s here. It was cool, and it's still operating. I'm like, reading, like who knows? Like, oh, this is awesome. Like, why do they have rocket sleds? And there's this picture of this guy jet rocketing out. And then I turn to tell her, and I look, and she's not there. She's still in the car. <laughs> like, this is no fun if you don't get out of the car so I can tell you what you can read for yourself. You don't even have to read it. I'm a narrator. Clearly, she got what I turned around, that she was expected to be a part of this. And so she comes out, and she walks over. Oh, and we're reading it. And I'm like, isn't this awesome? And like, she's like, yeah, it's great. And you know, I'm like, there's a rocket sled and like somewhere out there. And it says it's still here. I don't see it. And, and she looks, she goes, well, that mountain. And she looks, she goes, oh, I think that's the mountain behind us. I'm like, no, it's not. And I looked, I'm like, oh, you're right. It's the mountain behind us. It's, it's up there. It's like up there. Look, I took a picture of that mountain too, and that was just a nondescript mountain. I said, there's something up there. I posted it online. I looked at it. I mean, I was like, and we're having this, this shared experience. Like we're, 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 we're telling the stories and we're, we're growing in relationship. It's beautiful. Do you see what happens in church? We come together around a shared story story of Jesus. <laughs> Every week, we come together and we go, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. I think this, no, 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 it's there, it's there, look there. And we sing songs about it. We like stand. And we sing, seated on high. And like, it's like, it gets to our heart because we're singing it together. It's this shared experience and we, we stand in line to check our kids in. And we look at the little number up on the screen that somebody else's kid has to go take care of and we're glad it's not our number. <laughs> Sorry if it was yours. Right? Because we're teaching our kids this story. We're like, come, 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 come. Let me tell you the story of Jesus. And we study it. We like, we open the pages and we study it and we read it. We try and obey it and we don't always obey it. And sometimes we, we, we come back to this place and we're just like, oh. And something about being together, that shared experience brings us back to him and to his story and to his word. It's beautiful. 
See, we're, we're having this experience together. We're, we're making a home, a community. So Tammy and I, the highlight of our trip, we didn't plan this. We, we, it just Because this is not us. So I'm going to disillusion you, but we're not a couple that like that that sits down t- together every night and has a, a praise together. We just we, it's not been our and on our devotion. We don't do our devotions together. It's just never been our thing. It's been a very it's been a very private thing. But somebody had given me a book, and I thought, oh, I'm really I really want to know this story. It's a biography, and so I got the audio version. We've never done this before, but we listened to an audio book together. And it turned out to be the surprise highlight of our entire trip. Uh, the book was, I don't know that the book is, is important. It was important for us, but it's called Becoming Dallas Willard. It's a biography of a, of a great uh, Christian uh, thinker, uh, philosopher, a man who genuinely experienced the presence of Jesus. We just listened to his whole story. It's like nine hours. But at 1.3 speed, it's only seven hours. <laughs> I tried to convince her at 1.5, but she wasn't buying it. I did get her to 1.3, which is a total win. And we just listened to this. And we reflected on our own walk and talk with Jesus. We were sharing in this experience together. And that's not something we normally do. In fact, we both, I think, at about the same time realized that the last time we had done this was almost 30 years ago. We've been married about six months. And we went on a, she was a school teacher and I was working at the Bible college and we had a spring break or winter break and we drove to visit some friends in Pennsylvania and somebody had given us a series of cassette tapes and they were all by a guy we'd never heard of he later became sort of famous but at that point I'd never heard of him but it was all about starting a church that reached people who didn't go to church and celebrated the gospel as good news. Just good news. There were 13 cassette tapes, so like 13 hours. There's no way to listen to those on 1.3 speed, folks. And we had this shared experience, like driving to Pennsylvania and driving back and writing notes. And when we got back, the only thing in life we wanted to do was come start a church. Like we had swore we would never start a church And by the time we were done, it was just like God had done this collective work in us, this this thing. And we were like, we're going to start a church because we're 23. What else would we do? God was in it. I was reflecting back on that because that was the genesis, really, of how God brought us to Cape Cod to start Cape Cod Church 29 years ago. And I was looking back at that and what God did in that moment and how he kind of steered our hearts. See, he gave us like a glimpse. He didn't give us a vision. I don't want want you to think that like God gave us a vision of this. He didn't. 
He gave us a glimpse. And the glimpse was just a glimpse of a church that celebrated good news more than it condemned bad behavior. I, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not watering down the gospel even a tiny bit. I just believe that the word gospel means good news. And we were just so captured that, 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 that there's a story here. The story of Jesus. So this past week, we've been looking back at that and reflecting on that and then looking forward in this series that we're about to begin. And, and I was looking back at the things God has done and the things that we're committed to keep doing. There, there are kind of, there, there are three things that we're just, we're grounded in. Telling the story of Jesus. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, for the next 30 years, we're just going to keep opening the pages of this book and telling the story of Jesus. From the, very, from the very first pages in Genesis, this is the story of Jesus, and we're going to keep telling it. And next week, we're going to begin a series that just walks through what does that look like for a new generation? What does it look like for the next decade and the next 30 years as we tell the story of Jesus? And then I think we've always believed that the church was meant to be a community. It's not an event you attend. It's a, a home. It's a community where we gather. Can I tell you, that's why next weekend, following our service, we have a baptism. That's why it's so important. Many of you have signed up, and some of you are still on the fence. You're like, I need to do that. But I, no, you should do it. Because it's a declaration of your faith. It's saying, that story, it's my story. That Jesus story, that's my story. And that's why we gather with so many other people at the beach. Like, like a crowd of your church family celebrating that. Cheering you on. Because it's community. And there's one other thing that's grounded that. We have always been, and we will continue to be, a place that invites people who don't yet believe. Or people who've given up. Or people who are cynical, or have questions, or struggling. 30, almost 30 years ago, that's how we started. Like, that was, that was the glimpse. Like, we could do something for people who've given up on church and given up on religion and maybe have never believed or maybe they, they were in at one point and then they had a lot of good reasons and they got out. We're just going to keep being a place for people like that. In fact, in the coming weeks, you're going to hear the stories of people at Cape Cod Church and how they found Christ and how that life has changed them forever and the difference it makes in our lives. And it's beautiful. And we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep telling the story of Jesus. We're going to keep building community. And we're going to keep making space for people who don't believe yet because that's our heart. In fact, I want to finish with this. 
maybe you're listening to all of this, this whole Jesus makes a home in your heart. And it, and it sounds like what you need and want. And you're ready to say yes to him. I want to give you an opportunity because we're going to keep doing that. We're just going to keep giving opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. But maybe today is your opportunity. Maybe you've just been walking and listening and watching and questioning and wrestling. But here now, you're ready to say yes. There's a verse in Revelation. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any of you will open the door and let me in. Doesn't this sound like home? <laughs> I will come in and dwell with you forever. Maybe today. You say, well, I haven't figured out Revelation or Genesis. Me either. I figured out Jesus, though. He loved me, he died for me, <laughs> and he rose again. And I'm like, pretty much everything after that is details. So, maybe that's you, and you're ready to say yes. I'd like to give you a chance to do that. Would you pray with me? All across the room, if we would bow our heads. <laughs> close our eyes and that's just a way for us to sort of block out the distractions that are around us. It's easy to be distracted. Don't let it happen. Don't miss the moment. Has God been knocking, knocking, knocking at the door of your heart? Are you ready to say yes to him? Uh, it doesn't mean you've figured it all out or fixed it all up. Neither of those are prerequisites. Saying yes, opening that door, saying, Jesus, I place my trust in you. I believe you died on the cross. You were buried and you rose again so that I would be a part of your family. I believe. I follow. I trust. If you're ready to pray that, to take that step of faith, I want to invite you right where you're seated to do it. There's no magic words. There's no verse you repeat. But if you're ready, I invite you to pray something maybe like this. Dear God, you know everything about me. Nothing is hidden. 
I haven't figured it all out yet. And I certainly haven't fixed everything right. But today, right now, I invite you into my life to make a home. I trust you, Jesus Christ, as my Savior. Help me now to live my life fully for you. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Just one more moment. I haven't done this in for as long as I can remember. I just feel like in the moment I should. With no one looking around, you'd say, Ben, I, I just prayed that. And I want you to know, I just want to invite you to raise your hand right where you're at. Just, I just like to see it and just to know, see that? I prayed. I've taken that step of faith. Thank you. I'm following. I don't know what all that means, but I'm trusting in you. Thank you. Father, across this room, you are doing the work that only you can do. Father, your work has been ongoing, knocking at our heart, lifting us up, pointing us towards you. Thank you for each person who in this place, in this moment, steps into faith. We pray this together. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning into this message from our current series, Home. If you enjoyed today's message, join us again next week or join our live stream on Sunday at both 9 and 11 a.m. EST. We are so excited to meet you and get to know you. By just filling out the Connect card down in the caption, we will have the opportunity to reach out and introduce you to our church. Lastly, share this message with a friend. And if you want to support us, leave us a like or subscribe so you never miss out on a message. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.